Ariel Kahana is with us live via telephone. He's senior diplomatic correspondent for Yisrael Hayom, has joined us on many occasions in the past to analyze what's going on. Never expected to speak with him under these circumstances. Ariel Kahana, welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, yes, as well. I never could imagine we would be talking one to each other under such a horrible war, actually. There is no other word to define what we are going through here in uh, in Israel. You know, obviously you and I have not spoken yet on the air since the war began. Can you describe the, and I'm not looking for analysis or blame or anything, but can you describe the surprise, the shock that, that not only Israeli government officials and intelligence had, but the average person in Israel, can you describe this shock that they went through uh, last Shabbat in Israel? Yes, and actually, actually, we are still going through it because uh, it's not only the unbelievable number of probably about uh, 1,500 murderers, uh, casualties in, on, on our side, it's uh, hundreds of soldiers who gave their life to save others. It's in some cases families who lost more than one person. Um, and in some cases in the kibbutzim near, near Gaza, it's uh, actually families that disappeared, like the Holocaust. You have a full family that everyone were killed or kidnapped or half and half. Actually, actually, it's 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 events that that are really I mean are over any imagination. I mean, I will tell you, uh, even someone like me, which I would say I'm a little bit, I was always a little bit pessimistic. I definitely was afraid of a scenario that uh, someone, whether it's Hezbollah or Hamas, will attack us. I never, never could imagine we will we will suffer such horrible attack. I mean, I could imagine about let's say 200 casualties. That's the, the the worst I could think about, nothing, nothing uh, uh, which is close to what we are going through. Everybody are under shock, definitely. Many families, <clears throat> including uh, more than one um, and more than two that I know, that lost their sons in the war. And, uh, and uh, many of my friends, I mean, I'm a little bit old for that, but many of my friends were called to Miluim, to reserve. Uh, whether some of them are in the north, some in the south, preparing, training, and just to um, and, and just to put some of these numbers, mm-hmm. just to put some of these numbers in perspective, because uh, as you're pointing it out, I'm saying to myself that th- that this hasn't even hit us. They're talking about 345 soldiers and uh, police officials. That's 345. We know about the 260 plus that were murdered. Uh, at the music festival. Obviously now uh, 199 people are being held, according to the latest statistics, by Hamas. And those people, we are presuming, please God, are still alive. So those are not obviously uh, in the count of those who have been murdered. But if you, if you, if you deal with the numbers and just think about it for a moment, I mean, we're talking about likely um, seven, eight, nine hundred people who were murdered in the kibbutzim and small towns along the south. It's, it's almost unfathomable uh, when you think of Israel's population that we're talking about that type of number of those who were murdered by the enemy. Yes, you're very right. We Actually, I think even as independence war, but definitely since then, we never had 
any event which is even close to that. I mean, Yom Kippur War, you had about uh, 3,000 uh, um, soldiers who, who were killed, but not civilians. And you never had uh, actually um, p- part of the country, part of the land that was attacked. It's, again, a civilian part that was attacked by an army or by, or by a terror organization. It doesn't matter. You, you have Nahum really uh, unbelievable numbers. For, I mean, they're saying in Be'eri, in the kibbutz of Be'eri, about 100 people who were killed. 100 people just in one kibbutz. I saw someone saying today that 10% of the kibbutzim and the moshavim nearby Gaza, uh. 10% of the population was killed, uh, actually murdered, slaughtered, or kidnapped. You, I mean, the numbers, the numbers are... are, are Cannot say cannot say um, what it really is because it because it's much much more than the numbers and I'm sure you and your listeners know you know about their their unbelievable violence which you know even even if it's war even even if you kill I mean really it's 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 almost cannibalism really I mean just they didn't eat the bodies but they did. Everything before that. Yeah, Everything. It is, uh, and, and, I, and I don't want to go to to to, uh, to detail. And I don't have to tell yeah. you that it's it, that it, 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 it it's impossible for for moral people with values to even understand it. I mean, it's it's impossible to even believe it. Um, where has your reporting taken you over the last week? Uh, did you go down south at all? Did you spend any time with soldiers? Uh, where, did you see any of the people who've been displaced uh, from the uh, from from the south? Uh, are, are you are you assigned to literally you know just report from your office uh, you know at your usual home base? What what has been happening with you over the last few days? Uh, so uh, first of all, I. <clears throat> Sorry, I was helping a little bit my place, Geva Benjamin, in the beginning with doing some guards, and uh, and I'm now I'm putting my gun, which I uh, my pistol actually, which I was not used to go with, uh, and and I have some responsibility, personal responsibility here in in Geva Benjamin, um, and I did again here some other stuff. So you are in uh, Miluim, even if you're not a Miluim, you're, yeah, st- you're still a Miluim. Formally. Yeah, because because you know what, it takes me to another very huge, important point, and that is that although the shock, as we as we were talking about, is unbelievable, at the same time, you have an unbelievable Achdut Israel again, which the same we couldn't believe. And and you know very well what, what kind of a year we had last year. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we have to have such horrible war to to unite again. Um, but everybody, everybody are, are are cooperating. Everybody are are helping one each other. Doesn't matter right or left, religious, unreligious, Arabs, Druze, uh, women, men, whatever you want. Everybody are helping one each other. Um, and 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 that and that actually brings them out because you were asking me about the, the reserve forces, so I could not yeah. go go and see them, but I do talk with them by phone, uh, including some family members. And uh, over there, I mean, with the soldiers, the morale is very very high, very high. They it's not only that they, they are ready for war; they want the war, and the and the people want a war to bring a victory. Again, it's there is there's not and and you know very well uh, how 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 usually Israel is you know we, we have disagreements not in this case in this case 
It's a United Nation which wants a huge victory over Hamas and actually maybe over Hezbollah as well. And and everyone wants the army to go and win and actually revenge as well. So so at the same time, although the, the shock, the, the morale uh, at the same time, I mean, everybody are very sad, very, very, very sad. But at the same time, feel we have the power we have the strength and we will win because everybody, again, agree we have no other choice. That's uh, that's the interesting thing about the people of Israel, the soldiers. I, 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 to an extent, I'd love to extend it to all Jews around the world, but there's something unique, obviously, about those who are serving. We're, we're getting, as I said before, we're getting text messages from from people who are on the front lines. I mean, people who are telling me they're about to go into Gaza, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means they're about to go in, meaning that they're participating in certain operations, or if they'll be in the full-blown um, offensive. I don't know what any of this means, obviously, and they wouldn't tell me that. But but they are saying to me in the same text how how friends of theirs have been murdered by the enemy. Friends of theirs have been murdered. Shiva is happening now for those or just ending now for those who have been murdered of who are friends of theirs and at the same time morale could not be higher there cannot be a greater spirit to go and defeat the enemy and you know i i think that's unique i think that's unique to israel i think it's unique to the jewish people with all the suffering of the last week um there is a spirit that is uh that is unmatched and and it sounds like you're picking up the same type of Avira, the same type of atmosphere that we're picking up from 6,000 miles away. Yes, you're right. Uh, and, and your English describes it better than mine. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you just two, two examples. I mean, I don't know if you heard about that. You have a father who lost his son. And he knew on the first moment and during Simchat Torah, he lost his son. Although that happened, he took his gun and went to the front to fight the Hamas uh, uh, terrorists. Yeah. He killed some of them. He went to the Levaya and then to the Shiva. And immediately after the Shiva, he came back to fight. Yeah. That's just one of hundreds of heroic stories. And I'm telling you, I mean, you can take all the heroic stories since Israel was established until today. You have all of them in this last week. And another story from, from last night, just, you know, I would say it's a small one. You have a soldier... He, had, uh, he should have been uh, getting married yesterday night. From the front, near Gaza, he went to get married. And this morning, he and his father will go back uh, uh, to the front to uh, preparing to, to the war. So that's, those are just two examples to the atmosphere, as, as you said. Uh, because it, it went, again, we know, we know we must fight. We have no other choice. Ariel, I have to ask you just a couple of technical things. I mean, believe me, discussing the morale and the spirit is so important, and and we hope that Jews outside of Israel uh, will continue to send positive messages to our soldiers and do things that are uh, of importance, whether it be prayer, whether it be support via uh, financial means. Believe me, there are a lot of efforts going on here, as you know. Um, But but I got to ask you, I'm just so curious about some of the uh, uh, the aftermath of the um, government activities once this disaster happened was there ever a a um, was there ever any type of uh, of um, of uh, call for Netanyahu's resignation was there ever anybody 
after the Chag in the Israeli government who felt that the best thing for Israel right now uh, would be for him to take full responsibility and resign? So before I get I get to that, Nahum, I just want to add to to the uh, to do list you gave, like uh, support Israel and money and 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 some stuff. I, I would say that fighting the social networks is extremely important. Yeah, I mean each everyone who hears us and and has a Twitter account, a Facebook account, Instagram, whatever, go and fight back because the other side is doing and actually supporting those this war crime and even the genocide crime. Uh, they did. And it's a good opportunity to teach our children who are very good at social media and very proficient at email. It's a great opportunity to teach them how to advocate for Israel. Correct. And it's, extre- again, extremely important in, in, in this point of time. Now, at, at this moment, uh, Nahum, I think the consensus is uh, for Netanyahu not to resign. Uh, so far, it looks he's handling the war okay. Um, actually, today they they began beginning some question marks because there was a report he was ready to to give some humanitarian aid uh, to Gaza and he was attacked by that uh, for that by by many, including in his party. But for now, it looks he will keep being the prime minister. You do have, I would say, in the uh, by this extre- uh, extreme hate hate group. Uh, which is for years hates him, who do call him to go home. But um, but at, for now, when you and I are speaking now, it, it's very, very, very tiny. But I do think that the coming days, the coming days will, will I mean, he will be judged. According to the coming days, uh, you know, people are a little bit coming out of the shock. Um, if, if he will not act as people expect him to act, so it might have some political uh, political results. So, so it sounds like, and not to minimize what's been happening over the last week, and certainly not to minimize what our brothers and sisters went through in the tragedies, all the multiple tragedies of Shemini Atzeret Zimchat Torah, uh, but it sounds like the next week or two are going to be really, really critical and vital and important, and not just for Netanyahu's future. It sounds like the way you and other commentators are speaking, that the Jewish world and Zionists and Israel lovers better get prepared. This is going to be a rough next week or two. Would you say it that way? I guess so. Look, I, I, I don't know. At some, let's put it this way. At some point of time, the army Tzahal will go inside Gaza Strip to clean it from terror, from terrorists, from Hamas, from all those who made those, those horrible crimes. Um, it, it's going to happen. I have no idea. And I, even if I knew, I wouldn't tell you uh, if it's going to happen tonight or two weeks from now. I don't know. We have to be patient. It's very, everybody agree that before we send the troops inside, we have to bomb them as much as we can because it's clear when the soldiers will go inside, uh, those uh, Hamas people will wait for them and try to, to, to kill them. So as much as you kill more of them before, it's better. So we have to be patient about, uh, about that. But at some point of time, you are right, we will go inside. We have no other choice because if we will not do that, if we will not do that, Hamas will come back and will fight us uh, back again. So, um, so, um, so that's what that's what we we have to do. Uh, and you are right by saying that when the soldiers will go inside, it will probably not be so easy. Uh, we will probably have some more pain. But again, you know, soldiers. I mean, reserve soldiers are saying 
loud and clear. They're saying we are ready to pay the price because, because we have to protect the one and only Jewish state. You know, if, if we have a if we have a minute, uh, Nahum, I, I, w- I would like to tell you a, a personal story. Please. Um, all right. So, so so I was born two days before the Yom Kippur War, in 1973, and uh, my my mother actually was thrown out from Sharit Tzedek Hospital uh, in the end of Yom Kippur because to 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 um, have place for the one who is coming from from the front. Now. Uh, and and during last Sukkot, we you know we had we made some small uh, family event uh, to celebrate it, and I was telling my 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 kids that we are we are blessed, we are fortunate to live in a period in, of time that there are no existential wars for Israel. We do have some operations from time to time. We have some challenges, but we don't have such giant uh, um, wars as my father had and his generation. I couldn't be more wrong, as we all know now, but, um, but, um, but, I, but I'm telling you this story because everyone uh, are, are united, are united to reach the goal of victory in this war because people do see it as existential uh, threat for yeah. us. Yeah. And they're ready to go and fight because, again, the Jews have no other choice. You know, it, uh, you, you remind me of what I said last week. I, I'm i sure you heard it, BB's speech at the UN, and he was concentrating on AI and technology in Saudi Arabia and hop aboard now if you want to be part of this whole uh, new Middle East, etc. And I was very uncomfortable with it. I don't know what was bothering me about that speech. I sort of felt that he forgot what neighborhood he uh, he's in. And now we see what happens. We see that, yes, there is an existential war that's being fought now by Israel just a couple of weeks later. And uh, as much as we think the world is different, one thing we've learned is that, unfortunately, there's certain things about this world that are just the same. Are you getting any sense? You're very connected. You speak to a lot of people in government. Are you getting any indication that that there's hope for the hostages that are being held, and I know no one's telling you secret uh, plans. I, I get that, but we we know how difficult you know, they, they people talk about different hostages hostage situations. In Entebbe, we knew where the hostages were. In Iran, they knew where the hostages were. This is a much more difficult situation. Are you getting an indication that that nonetheless there's hope? And I don't mean hope in a spiritual way, but that there's hope uh, in a military way to to secure the release of the hostages. Look, um, of, I mean, I'm sure, and actually, I kind of know that they are trying trying to collect any piece of, of information they can. It looks like Nahum that some, and and it's it is horrible as well, that some of the uh, hostages are actually held hold not by Hamas people, by but by regular people in Gaza. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, people were taken to Gaza, and, and not and not. Not all the people who came from Gaza were uh, soldiers of Hamas. They were, I don't know, uh, civilian is not the, the right word, but yeah. regular, let's call people. It regular people. Right. Yes. So maybe some of them, it, it looks like some of them took some of, of, of our uh, citizens. So the effort now by the government is actually to, to bring a, a clear and trust picture how many people were taken, what are their names. Because un- until this moment, it is not clear. We, we have, look, uh, it goes to another very difficult issue. We have hundreds of people 
that were murdered, but it's, it is very difficult to identify them. Yeah. So you, so you, and, and I will not go to details again. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say one sentence. Their body, their bodies were were uh, uh, um, burned, and in some cases, not just burned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so as long as you do not identify some of the missing people, you do not know if they are dead or kidnapped. You see what I mean? Yep. Of it's course. one connected, one issue connected to to another. Of course. Very painful. Very, very, very painful. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's our reality. Uh, Ariel Kahana, stay safe. Dash Kham to all of our brothers and sisters in Aretz. And uh, when I get to Israel, we'll have a uh, a belated uh, birthday uh, coffee. Me and you together, Bezrat Hashem. <laughs> Ariel Kahana, senior military correspondent, Israel Hayom, great friend of ours, and somebody who has a uh, the right perspective, as so many of our brothers and sisters in Israel do during these times.